0: Any Long is away. He'll be back tomorrow morning. Steve Thompson and Andy Lindus is here. Our home improvement show is underway. And the phone number, as always, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Call or text if you want to visit with Andy Lindus about your home improvement project or something going on around the house you're not sure about. By all means call the program. Andy, uh, hope you're well. Hope your family's doing well.
1: They are, they are. Yours?
0: Yeah. All all is good, a sunny day. A little bit chilly though in these parts. It, it was amazing. Last night I took the dog out and uh it it felt like late February, early March instead of early April. It was it was a bit of a shock to the system, but things are gonna warm up nicely today.
1: Yeah, uh, looks like we're gonna have a, a lovely weekend ahead of us. Uh, my mother shared on Facebook a uh, memory from 2014 and it was my dad about chest high in a snowbank shoveling. So at least we don't have that type of snow from, from yesterday. So if, uh, right. if you want to look at something positive, uh, we didn't get uh, a foot of snow yesterday. So we have that going yeah, for no, us, the- Steve.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And people are going to be out and about inspecting their houses and uh, taking a look around. I know uh, you know, earlier we had uh, our Smart Garden show, and, and people are chomping at the bit to get outside and get after some of these projects. And I'm sure mm-hmm. they're taking a look at the exterior of their home and saying, yeah, it may be time for... It may be time for gutters. We we've had some rain move through and I'm sure people are starting to notice some issues with those old gutters.
1: Yeah, last weekend uh led to some wet basements. There were some some heavy rains that came down in, in a few different areas and we've uh we've had some emergencies that we had to go go out and take care of with with, with people and you know, and uh and there's a lot more people staying at their home a little bit more than we used to and so we're noticing things maybe that we that we didn't and I'm, uh, I'm sure everyone is uh, is like me, and, and you get a little good weather, and you want to be outside, and you start looking up at your roof, you start looking at your gutters, and you start looking at things, and, and then uh, one project leads to another.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I, I've learned over the years here on the Home Improvement Show, for sure, and you've talked about it a great deal, Andy, is the fact that the roof, the gutters, uh, your landscaping, uh, e- even for that matter, uh, your your driveway all work together to keep your home dry, and and it's so important that all those components work properly together.
1: Yeah, um, it really is, and, and 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 used properly. I was I was talking to uh, um, a friend of mine in Des Moines yesterday, and they had some rains that came through. And they have a new office building, and they use this garage door as like a wall. It's this beautiful all glass garage door, and it really adds a lot of light to the room. But you know, those are typically used with like a, an apron out front that sloped away from the house, and there's a, like sure. this weird lip on the concrete building, and the, the, the you know with the ground a little bit frozen, water can't get away as much as it as it, as it will when it's a little bit on a little bit more thought out. So he ended up with water all over his conference room coming through that uh, that garage door. So, you know, this uh, these rains with this frozen ground that we still have a little bit, you know, the top is still pretty pretty soft, but all the frost isn't out yet. So it, it's led to some issues.
0: Yeah, one of the other things I, I have seen from time to time, and I, I had a house once upon a time in Sioux Falls where um, out the, the garage door, the, just the access door to the garage, I I had uh, the, uh, the apron, if you will, and it was sloped toward the house. And when we get heavy rains, it was noticeable, just from that small amount of concrete, bringing water back toward the foundation, how much more my sump pump operated, and I couldn't figure it out. And once I fixed that problem, it, it fixed... A lot of problems with my sump pump running all the time. It it was amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, when when you get the water away from your house, uh, good things happen. And 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 you know, like we were talking last week, it's your sub pumps. no different than the, like your furnace. When you really seal up the windows in your house, your furnace has to work less, so it's going to last longer. When when you get the water away from your house, your sub pump is going to work less, so it's going to last longer, and it's going to be able to not crap out on you when when you really need it. So if uh if your sub pump is kicking on on a regular basis, you might want to inspect either with us and and talk about your gutters and getting water away from your house or give uh the guys at safe basements a call and and talk about your your drain tile system. Maybe there's something funky with that i've I've seen it before when we we get on houses and we work uh um Drain tile systems, uh, or the discharge coming disconnected by the house, so all the water that you're, you're you're pumping out of your house is draining right next to your house. There's a lot of a lot of explanations for a sub pump running all the time, but uh, if you're hearing that kick on more than normal, it's something I would at least look into.
0: Andy Lind is joining us here on the Home Improvement Show. The phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And as people get out and tend to their yards and their gardens and inspect the outside of their home after a long winter, uh, they're probably going to take a look at those windows. And, and, Andy, I was wondering about this. I get the sense that windows are kind of like haircuts. Whenever I go to get my haircut, they always say, oh, you, you waited a little longer this time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of put it off and put it off. I think windows are probably in that same one. People probably get this mindset where, yeah, I probably need new windows, and then they wait and they wait and they wait. Is, is that sound about right?
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's just like all, all home improvements, you know, it's, it's – Sometimes it gets put off a little bit longer than than we want, or you know maybe people are purchasing houses and and they find things they want to fix along the way and and sometimes it's budgetary constraints that that allow us to hold the hold off a little bit longer than we should. Uh, we have a video getting posted this week. I think the windows were see they were only eighteen years old. I want to say Steve, um, but we could actually poke our finger right through the frame. that's how rotten they were. Yeah, wow, not good stuff. But uh, the new windows are performing awesomely, and the homeowner is very, very happy.
0: Yeah, and Andy, w- w- what's what's the giveaway? Obviously, when you see moisture between the panes, or you see obvious rotting. I I always thought about oh the hardware doesn't work. Those crank out windows, I I have a hard time getting them open, getting them shut, etc. Double hung windows are sticky, aren't going up and down what's the dead giveaway for you that it's time
1: you know it can, it can be a variety of things um you know not all of them are going to show that much rot but uh yeah fog between the glass uh and then we have a lot of different diagnostic tools that we're going to use when we come out and inspect those with our infrared imaging we actually have borescopes; we can go into the the wall cavity and take a look at things we have moisture meters so we can determine if there is any moisture problems happening uh on the house but uh and and that's that's the thing of it. Majority of window jobs that we're doing, Steve, it's not replacing the entire house. It's you know the four problem windows and a door. Uh, the, you know our average job is about six windows. So if uh, there there is, you don't have to replace them all at once. Now we, we'd love to do that, but we can definitely piecemeal this out. It's it's pretty common that we're going to. Replace all the windows over like a a three- to five-year time frame with with people. And we'll we'll help you plan those phases out and go from there.
0: Andy Lindus joining us. It is the Home Improvement Show brought to you by Lindus Construction. Online at lindusconstruction.com, L-I-N-D-U-S, construction.com, or 1-800-LEAVE-CARD. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll go to the phone lines. We'll go to the text lines. And the number is the same, 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. Call or text the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is the Home Improvement Show, Saturday mornings between 9 and 10 a.m. with Andy Lindis and the great folks at Lindis Construction. Dot com And our phone number again, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. If you want to visit with Andy, you can call or text. And Andy, let's start on the text line today. They're really piling up on the text line, and that's good to see. Uh, we, we certainly do appreciate that. Uh, Andy, we'll be insulating the attic of a story and a half with spray foam on the roof deck. Is there an advantage to also spray foaming? of the floor of the attic so the heat from the house doesn't go into the attic
1: Um, of that home. So if we're going to do that option, we are going to spray foam that area, and then we're going to encapsulate the the area above the room, so like the actual attic space, and then use attic chutes. To, to get any type of ventilation that we possibly can in that area. Now, having said that, we're we're actually having better luck. Um, it's a it's an expensive process, Steve, to, to do that. We've had really good luck putting down three inches of foam and then a metal roof on some of these story-and-a-half houses where you, know, you do have to deal with the snow coming off the roof. And if it's coming off in a, in an area you have to shovel on a heavy snow, it might be... That's a job because that, that snow comes off all in one big pile. So that, that is uh, something you're going to have to think about if you're going to go that route. But if you're going to try to get rid of ice dams with spray foam, you need to do that floor area as well.
0: Yeah, and the the, the, the steel roof, uh, you, you've talked about it on the program over the years, Andy. Uh, this this is, is a good-looking roof and really uh, can blend in and, it it really fits any style of home.
1: Yeah, we we've used them on all styles of home. Now, have, having said that, still 98% of the roofing that we do is 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 GAF asphalt shingles and there's a lot of really good varieties and believe it or not, the the warranty is actually stronger on the GAF roof than the metal roofing. Uh the difference is uh 35-year non-prorated warranty on the metal roofing, 50-year non-prorated warranty wow. with GAF and uh, we are the only contractor in the country that also couples that with a 50-year lifetime workmanship guarantee to boot. So that's uh, kind of a neat thing.
0: Hard to beat 50 years. That's that's yeah. incredible. On, and, you on know, the steel roof, though, f- for the older homes, the, the story and a half, if you will, So so you peel off the old roof, you get it right down to the deck, you put the foam on, and then the steel roof, and that's it?
1: You put the put down the ice and water and the underlayments and then the steel roof. Sure. But yeah, um, uh, um, there are times where we've done like a fascia vent and we'll put a, a a false deck on, and so there's there's actually an airspace between the two decks and then the foam and then the metal roofing. It all depends on on the actual situation. GAF actually makes an insulated decking um material uh actually it's made right in wisconsin they purchased that company i don't know five six years ago um that is actually pretty effective as well
0: from our text line by the way is 651-989-9226 you can call or text the program it's the home improvement show with andy lindis the vinyl siding of our garage about a three by three section has come loose from the flow board How can we reattach and secure that?
1: Uh, So you're going to have to, if if it's a big section, you're just going to have to take it from the top down. Um, And if you can stack the pieces up so they can go back on the wall in order, that can be very helpful. Be really careful. Vinyl siding can get brittle um, over time. So the removing process is not uncommon to have some of that stuff crack or break. But outside of uninstalling it and reinstalling it, there's no really good way. Now if it was just one sheet, there's maybe a way you could slip a sheet in there, but uh if it's if it's a, a bigger section like you say it is, you're you're gonna have to start from the top down and remove it and then uh reinstall it and chances are there's something else going on underneath there, you're gonna find out, would be my guess. Um and I'm assuming you know, when they when they say that the the OSB is is pulling loose from there, it's usually because it's something rotten or something something else is going on in there. You're going to want to inspect anyways.
0: Yeah, Andy, the vinyl siding. This came up a week ago on the program as well. Someone trying to find a match. Good luck with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did have that good suggestion though. Take a piece off the the right. back of the garage and and use that in the front of the house and put the new stuff in the back of the garage. Where. No one sees that could be a an easy fix, but again, uh boy oh boy, tearing into two different walls with vinyl siding that's old is uh that's a dangerous thing because you are you, you might wreck more than you, you end up fixing.
0: It is a home improvement show with Handy Lindis here on Newton's Talk A three O W C O 651 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Uh the cupboard doors in our new town home, uh, when you shut them, uh they they bang and rattle and sound hollow. They tried the felt pads, that didn't help. Any ideas what we can do to quiet these cabinets down? They are new.
1: They bang and rattle. You know, there's uh, the yeah. self-closing hinges. So those are the soft hinges, so when you when you do shut them, they like stop right before the door gets to to the cabinet and then closes really nice and slowly i'd try those um if you can get those uh and to be honest with you for, for a do it yourself or just replacing hinges or hardware that's that's a pretty easy project to do too um they're not cheap hardware and hinges and cabinets that's where they get you i uh i spent a, a small mint in my remodels on on hardware in my day so it uh it uh, it can uh, be an expensive uh, process, but you should be able to find those hinges. Well,
0: and Andy, uh, cabinet hardware is really tricky. We had our, our daughter, our oldest daughter when she was home, uh, had a tendency to sit on the counter and rest her feet on one of the cabinet doors, and it damaged the hardware for one of the doors. Needless to say, Dad was not pleased. That that was a project to get that to line up and and work again. It was it was really tough.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, if uh, if if, uh, if you know, do yourself projects can go sideways in a hurry. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, especially trying to get all that hardware lined up and getting it adjusted properly was really tough. Um, there's some good uh, tools out there uh, and good
1: jigs you can get, Steve, that, that make that way easier. Um, there's some, uh, if, if you do some research on installing hardware uh, and uh, in in cabinets, there's some some really awesome tools that make, make lining that up where once you get it figured out and you, you get the jig set, you never, I mean, it just goes quick. There's no more tape, tape no. measuring. You just you, you set it up and bang, 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 bang.
0: Yeah. Uh, Follow-up, uh, when you brought up the 50-year warranty on the GAF product that Lindis installs, does that stay with the house, or is, is that transferable to the next owner?
1: That is a, a transferable warranty. And here's the cool part: um, uh, I've had two warranty claims in the history of me working with GAF, and it was zero out-of-pocket expenses for for the customer um, whatsoever. They didn't have to pay for the dumpster, the permit, the installation, nothing. And then. Um, It's really as bulletproof of a warranty as anything that I've worked with in in the home improvement industry. Uh, Usually, these warranties are are written in such a way where there's going to be some out-of-pocket expense, and almost every asphalt roofing warranty out there, there is going to be some out-of-pocket expense, or it's a time-of-install warranty, not a time-of-incident warranty uh and what that can mean is say you install a roof today well 20 years from now it's going to be a lot more expensive more than likely um you want that warranty to cover what it's going to be 20 years from now when it fails not what you originally paid for it and so you you, really not all warranties are created equal and even within manufacturers steve there's there's different levels of warranties that are available to you and, and, and people need to research that and look at the fine print when it comes to that. That's why we always try to use the best materials available by the manufacturer with the best warranty available by the manufacturer. And it's one of the main parts of my job is picking and choosing those types of materials to make sure that our customers are covered for life.
0: Andy Linda's our home improvement show, and it's brought to you by Linda's Construction. Online at com or 1-800-LEAVE-CARD. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and uh, get you up-to-date on the weather. And then, of course, take your calls and texts here on the Home Improvement Show, Uh, the phone number if you want to reach us, and you have a question about uh, something going on at your house, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. It is 9.33, and of course, the Home Improvement Show brought to you by Lindus Construction. Comes your way every Saturday morning between 9 and 10 a.m. Pleased to be joined by Andy Lindus, and uh, we, we talked about roofing and 50-year warranties, etc., so uh, I want to put an antenna on my roof, Andy. The do's and don'ts. If you're going to put a, an antenna or someone's going to come out and put maybe a satellite dish on the roof, uh, what what worries you as someone that uh, does a lot of roofing and, and has installed a lot of roofs over the years?
1: I prefer to have that installed by a roofing professional, somebody that knows what they're doing, and there's there's blocks that you can get, and if at all possible, if you can mount those types of things on the fascia or on the gable side of, of houses, if you have one of those, I, w- I would do that. The, the, the more holes you put on your roof... You're going to be relying on some type of sealant, and that's going. If it's not maintained, it, it can cause a leak. And a lot of times, when we're removing roofs, we find rot in those areas. So it's just something you want to be aware of. If uh, if you're going to be attacking it yourself, uh, you know YouTube's an excellent source on on how you can do things the proper way up there. But uh, if uh, it can be a dangerous job too. If you're not used to being up on your roof, I would. That's something I would leave to the professional i i I see way too many crazy ladders that that people are using that are handed down from one generation to the next and the stuff if 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 you're uncomfortable getting up there don't get up there if you're not if you're if if you're not up there on a regular basis i would at least look at having a professional do it
0: all right very good advice uh let's go to ron in prior lake ron you're on with handy hello hello Hello, Ron. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, I, I have a house that was built in 1965. And the front step was a port step because my well is underneath there and my softener is underneath there. But over the years, the top part of the concrete is starting to get exposed aggregate now. I was wondering if they make a product out there that you can skim coat over that to cover that up.
1: They, they They do make some products that you can put over the top of uh, like a polyurea um, that that can work outside i 've seen it on sidewalks a couple of times now um, it doesn 't last as long as it will in the garage. It might be something that you have to do, but it can protect the concrete. The skim coats of concrete over the top of concrete just don 't last i haven 't uh, heard good things about that it 's just you, you don 't hear people recommending that. But it might be worth uh, taking a look at with a concrete guy and what, what he thinks or he or she thinks uh, that you can do there. It might be time to rebuild that front stoop. Depends right. on how bad the Good. concrete's gone. But if you're just talking about normal wear and tear, and you're going to grind it down anyways before you put any of those coatings on it. But, uh, again, it's not something I would do myself. I've just seen some of that stuff go a little bit too far Um You know, there's a difference. When I go to a a homeowner's house and they have a do-it-yourself, like, epoxy coating, a lot of times it's peeling up. When I see a professional job, that's the ones that that last long. I have one in my basement. Um, It's got to be a decade old, and it looks right now like the the day it was installed. Now, again, this isn't getting any sunlight. It's in in an indoor area, but uh, it is something that you can use outside. We have one that we did on a staircase inside our hockey rink. Years ago, and that is still like the day it was installed. So there, there's some options for you there. Yeah, Blackhawk Garage so. Doors, where I would look online if I were you. They do a really good job with those types of floorings, and if anybody can give you a price on it, he will.
0: All right, and it, one of one of the things about a front step, I mean that that's noticeable. It's not like a garage floor where it's like okay, I, I did a do-it-yourself project to patch a little area. The The front step, man, that, that, that that's a curb appeal 101 right there. Correct. Now let's go to Kerry in Mankato. Kerry, you're on the air with Andy Lindus. Hello. Hey, hi, you guys. Um, I have a house built in 53, okay? I, well, I don't know, maybe somebody could find a problem with it, but I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, what causes when it's particularly cold in the winter those just resounding pops i mean sometimes it's just kind of a pop and then sometimes it's something that makes you damn near jump out of your chair and, you know what what is causing
1: that and then like i say when it's considerably cold yeah, it's uh, more than likely some type of uh, contraction that's happening um as as it gets colder your house starts to move same thing as it gets warmer um as, as things move it builds up pressure to a point where that pressure is going to have to release sooner or later and that's where the popping sound is coming from. It it, it could be that that when it's that cold out um you are getting uh, an excessive amount of, of heat loss into the attic, and that heat loss is coming, that heat going through the attic is coming into contact with a cold surface, and it's leading to some more movement than, than maybe you need to or maybe even some moisture issues. You might want to look at that. I don't know when the last time you peeked up in your attic was, but uh, uh, it's worth investigating anyways. But those, those noises are, it's the pressure building up and releasing.
0: All right, very good, Carrie. Thanks for the call. By the way, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. That is good for a call or a text to our Home Improvement Show. And it comes your way each and every Saturday morning between 9 and 10 a.m. here on News Talk, A 3 C C O. And, Andy, the technology that you use at, at Lindus uh, to to understand where the heat loss is, the heat mapping, it, it's just incredible what you're able to do and understand about where the problems are in any given home.
1: Yeah, and if our, our, if our ordinary diagnostic tools aren't going to work with, uh, like, the infrared imaging, you know, as it gets a little bit warmer here, as it gets... To be at the same temperature as it is outside as it is inside the house some of that stuff gets a little bit harder to use we have blower doors that we can actually hook up and that's going to pressurize the house in, in such a way that any problem that you do have it's going to highlight that problem and really make it easy to find so any air escaping in your attic ceiling we're going to find really quickly any inefficient doors or windows we're going to find really quickly with with those types of tools but Um, it would lead me to believe that he has uh, warm air escaping into his attic. There's some attic air sealing that needs to happen. And this is one of the biggest uh, problems with most of the insulators in in the Twin Cities metro area. They're just adding insulation to an attic. And a lot of times you're doing more harm than good in those scenarios. If you're not going to address the airflow in that attic, you're you're just creating a bigger filter. And that filter isn't doing anything to cool the air that, as it gets to those cold surfaces. You're still going to have your condensation issues, and you're still having energy loss, which is why typically why we're out there. I mean, people want to save money on their energy bills, and they want to make their house more comfortable. Unfortunately, that usually means that uh, taking all of your insulation out of your attic and, and spray foaming a little bit and then adding more insulation over the top of that is typically the best route to make that happen
0: go to the phone lines here on the home improvement show James and E S. Bethel, you're on the air with Andy Lindis hello hi there uh, I wanted to get a little check here on uh, I hear some people talk about they have uh, I've got cedar on siding on my house right now and the woodpeckers are giving me a problem uh, and some people talk about they've got uh, cement siding on them I don't know uh, is it, are you familiar with something they call cement siding or
1: I am. There's a a, a few different manufacturers. Uh, CertainTeed makes a cement board. James Hardy makes a cement board. Um, uh, To be honest with you, we don't use it it, it, all that lot unless we're trying to match something. I just don't. um, um, I'm a bigger believer in the LP smart side. The, The way it handles water, it's much better. Woodpeckers don't deal with it at all. Um, it's made in Two Harbors, Minnesota or Tomahawk, Wisconsin, so it's made locally. And Aesthetically, I just think it's a much better product. Uh, we prefer to put it on with the, the diamond coat finish from Wausau Supply. It's uh, the best finishing system I've found for the exterior of a home. It comes in a wide variety of colors and even has custom colors available. But when it comes to the types of siding, LP Smart side I think, uh, beats any of the cement boards hands down and we've done tests where we put them both in a bucket of water and the cement board usually crumbles after a while and the the LP smart side will start to swell after a couple of weeks but when you take it out it almost goes back down to its original size it's a uh, it's pretty neat the the resins and glues that go into this into this system I just really don't have callbacks on it and and we really don't have any warranty claims on it i have it on my own home and it uh, it's holding up really really well
0: and Andy, you brought up warranty on the roof. You, the roofs you install. What? What about a product like that? I, I would assume it's got a very robust warranty as well.
1: Yeah, again, we're talking about a 35-year non-prorated warranty on on the paint finish. So it really is the last siding that you should ever have to put on your home. And the LP is is a very durable product. The the, the finish, that diamond coat finish, does not scratch easily at all. It will handle more hail than, than most sidings out there. So it uh, it's a very strong and durable product to put on your home as well.
0: All right, uh, from our text line, by the way, our phone number and text number, the same, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And this next text I can relate to because I had a house once upon a time that had this problem. 1988 house with damaged foam insulation on the outside of the block foundation. I don't know if it's birds or something. Uh, can these be repaired or filled and then paint that, that foam? I, I had a house where there was an area behind the garage that looked really bad. What's going on with this stuff, Andy?
1: Yeah, you see it, and sometimes it has like a skim coat of stucco or a skim coat of looks like uh, concrete, aggregate concrete. And sure. It gets, you know, it's, it's, it's just your foundation foam. And yeah, you can skim coat it uh, again and you can paint it again. But uh, the problem with that stuff is it's a really thin material on the outside of the foam. So anytime a rock hits it or a lawnmower mishap, it's not very durable. So it can get back. It's easily beat up. So you might want to look at different foundation coatings uh, that, that we use. We use um, a lot of Rosetta Stone in those situations. People see to the, like see those, and it's a much more durable product. So, um, But I, I just never understood why they brought that foam all the way up the walls. I think there's a better way to insulate that, um, especially when you use like our Insultex product with the Rosetta Stone. You're almost at the same R value anyways. That's a difference of an inch and a half foam versus a five millimeter thick product, Steve. Gives you the same R value. All right. Quick
0: break. We have more with. Andy Lindus here on the Home Improvement Show. And once again, the number 651-989-9226. You can call or text. We have uh, a number of texts lined up. We'll get to those in a moment. And, of course, you can reach Lindus Construction at 1-800-LEAVE-CARD or online at lindusconstruction.com, L-I-N-D-U-S, construction.com. Here on News Talk, e three O W wcco the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis is on the air Saturdays between 9 and 10 a.m. And we have a number of calls lined up. Let's go there. Dan, you're on the air with Andy. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh live in a house that we built in 1994, uh, so it's coming on some maintenance needs uh, to include uh, shingling and stuff. But also one of the things that uh, when we built the house is we put steel siding on. Uh, the steel siding's held up well, except for now it's starting to fade, uh, deteriorate. I guess my question is this. Uh, how well can you paint or have someone paint the steel siding, or does it have to be replaced with different siding? Um, just at upgrading and refreshing and also the question is, uh, should that be done before shingling the roof, or which should come first?
1: Uh, typically, I, I would shingle first just because accidents can happen. Um, you know, when, when when we do a roof, we're going to put drop cloths everywhere and we're going to have designated drop areas, but having said that, every now and then, wind can take a shingle into the siding, so if you're going to if you have a choice, I, w- I would do the, the siding second, and when it comes to painting the seal you definitely can just make sure that all of the proper prep work is done, and you should have a, as long a lasting paint job as any material would have. Um, you know, uh, Sherwin-Williams makes a really good lifetime paint that we've had good luck with on, on on our steel siding. So that's one of the nice parts about the the steel siding. The, the, the steel is going to last forever. It's the, the paint that is going to fail on you first. And, and uh, like I said, that's a uh, worst-case scenario. You know, 20, 30 years down the road, you have to repaint it. But I would start with the roof and then uh, work on the siding from there.
0: Yeah, work from the top down. Andy, um, one of the things about the roof, every now and then you still hear about do-it-yourselfers, well, I'm going to just put new shingles over the old. That's a really bad idea, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, there's uh we run into quite a few homeowners that have started stuff that we have to finish uh, on a pretty regular basis, and we all remember uh, roofing uh, a house in our 20s, and think that we can still do it in our 40s and 50s, and it's uh, a lot of things have changed. The codes have changed, and I'm telling you, the way we install roofing now is nowhere near the way we installed it uh, even 10 years ago. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that we're doing, a lot of upgraded materials that you, you can get. It's at least worth it getting estimates on, uh, on that project before you, you handle it yourself. Now, if, uh, you can do it yourself and you got some buddies that you can rope into it for a weekend, yeah, by all means, get after it. I, uh, I encourage as many do it yourself projects as, as you can. I, Lord knows I've, uh, taken on, uh, a few myself, uh, I think uh right now I have eight unfinished do it yourself projects going on all at once in my house here, Steve. So <laughs> I have uh I have a vanity half installed, I have a porch roof half done, I got some trim in one room that is part way done. I uh you know, maybe this is the weekend maybe I'd start finishing one project at a time here. I don't know. Um I'm I'm just uh I'm running a, a long term scientific experience with uh experiment with my wife to see how long it's gonna take her to hit me over the head with the frying pan with all of my unfinished projects.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty similar. I've got a I've got a long list as well that she's reminding me of. And it's like I I can hardly wait, so it's no, I gotta go out and mow the lawn. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm not gonna be able to get to that one. Right, right around on the lawnmower for a while. Let's go to Joe in Waconia. Joe, you're on with Andy Lindis. Hello. Joe, are you there? All right, let's let's try Kevin. Kevin, are you on the air? Yes, yes, sir. Very good morning to you, gentlemen. A previous, <clears throat> a previous call brought up got my got me thinking about the popping sound in the house. I know you do work uh, year round, extreme heat and quite cold. I'm just wondering, you know, Minnesota. If uh, you do work, you know, in the cold or the heat extreme, how does this affect, particularly like shingles and siding and windows or whatever? Do you find that uh, they come loose, you know, when it goes to the other extreme, nails come loose or whatever? Um, Just uh, curious. Thank you.
1: No, I, I can definitely see where the thought process is there. There's definitely different temperatures require different installation techniques and Um, that's one of the things that we look for in building materials too when 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 we were first working with Zuri decking um, we ended up installing that at my house on the hottest day of the year and then we finished it on what was one of the colder days of the year and that was wasn't by design it just worked out that way and I was really thankful for it because we could really see how this material that particular decking expands and contracts more than any decking that we've worked with so and it's really held up well. I did have one corner come loose that we ended up having to fix, but um, it really gave us some insight in how that was installed. Shingles, um, for the most part, need to be at 40 degrees before we install them, and we've been hitting that on a pretty consistently basis. Now, the new HDZ technology that came down from GAF, it's only available in uh, their, their their one line of shingles right now, but I know that technology will be... Uh, spread throughout their other lines throughout the year it sounds like um but that i believe the temperature goes down to 20 degrees now for installing and and having all the same warranties so it's definitely something that uh that that you 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 think about lp smart side has some different installation techniques that you have to worry about with expansion contraction steel siding um out of all of the products that we've installed probably the noisiest when it comes to popping sound if uh if, if you nail steel siding too tight, and there's a reason why if you look at like vinyl siding and steel siding, the, the nail holes are elongated, and you should be trying to put your nail in the middle of that hole, and you want to nail it snug, not tight. That allows the siding to move and expand, hopefully not very noisy. When i bend to steel siding jobs, and it just sounds like popcorn going off as the sun hits the wall because the the siding's expanding and it's all of that it's it's getting it's too tight it has to build up pressure and then pop build up pressure and pop so there's some definite installation techniques that need to be considered no matter the temperature to make sure stuff is installed properly but there's definitely some temperature where, where it's just too cold where we should not be working it gets much closer to 0 or you know below 10 degrees there's some things you shouldn't do because of just what you said, fasteners aren't going to work the way it is, glue's not going to work the way you want it to, caulking's not going to work the way you wanted to, and there's just some things you have to consider living in Minnesota.
0: To the phone lines again, let's go to Linda in Lakeville. Linda, you're on the air with Handy Lindis. Yes. What can we use to lubricate the hardware casement windows?
1: Oh, um, so what is the issue?
0: They, they are very hard to open and close. They're sticky.
1: Is it from paint? When you say like the, the hardware, yes. are you talking like the hinges or the, like the lock? Yeah, well, the tracks. These are um, open. You can uh, open the windows with the crank. That, I called it a casement window. I may not yep, be using yep, the right now. Yep, yep, no, no, it's a casement window. So, you, and then you want um,
0: the track that the window slides on to open and close. You can wash them from the outside or, or the inside, rather. That that is very tough to open. You, they're they're very hard to open and close.
1: Um. You know, a lot of times that's just a a cleaning issue. There's, uh, you know, WD-40 can go a long ways, but use it very, very lightly and and wipe up any of the residue because that can actually attract more dirt uh, in, in the long run. But sometimes that can be an actual cleaning issue. You might have gunk in there that is holding it up. So if do you know what the manufacturer of the window is? Hello? Yes, Anderson yeah, she, Windows. Anderson Windows. Okay. So um, if if you look in the corner of of that window, you can probably find the maintenance instructions for that window, and you can actually oh. call Andersons and, and, and talk to them. But if you look in the corner of the glass, you might be able to find an actual code for the window. Um, and you should be able to get maintenance instructions and talk to somebody at Anderson that can actually help you adjust those windows. And here's the cool part. That's why I always try to work with all the major manufacturers is if it is a hardware issue or maybe there's something that's going wrong with a part, chances are you can get a part to replace it and and fix that window.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, very good, Linda. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much. Uh, We're almost out of time here on the Home Improvement Show, Andy, and I know uh, there's always a lot going on at Linda's Construction. how, how do people reach you at Lindus?
1: You can always look us up on the web at lindusconstruction.com. Give us a call at 1 800 Leafguard, or you can find us on any of the social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Or, we're all over it.
0: Yeah, a lot of great calls and a lot of great texts on the program. We apologize to those folks that didn't make it on the air today. Uh, one real quickie from our text line, Andy, before you let you go. Um, I have a satellite dish on my roof. Should I be sealing that every year with like a silicone sealant just to make sure?
1: Uh, OSI makes a black uh, Max caulking made just for roofing. If you're going to be using something, that's what I would use up on your roof. Here's a little trick. Take some roofing granules after you put that caulking on there and and cover the caulking with the roofing granules. Uh-huh. does uh, two things. It makes it blend in a little bit more. Two, it actually protects the caulking from the sun a little bit longer than what the other ones would.
0: Outstanding. Andy, always great. Thanks. Thank you. There he is, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Our home improvement show comes your way each and every Saturday between 9 and 10 a.m. That is lindisconstruction.com or one 800 leaf